Germany and see German cities being converted from full-fledged functioning cities into rubble nightly and daily by Allied bombing attacks by bomber planes which are nowhere near as sophisticated as the B-29. And when U.S. Army Air Corps personnel begin launching B-29 bomber attacks from southern China, which are just able to hit the Japanese mainland. They can't hit most of the islands. They can't hit Tokyo. But it's a warning that as they inch closer and as the airfields get closer to Japan and as the range of these bombers increases, it's only a matter of time. And in April 1944, I think it's April, the uh, Japanese will launch their largest offensive of the entire war. And it is little known in the West, which I've always found interesting, but I didn't know about it till about 35 years ago. It's called Operation Ichigo. Half a million Japanese soldiers, more than 100,000 horses, something like 15,000 vehicles. And we've already explained the Japanese uh, lack of resources and they can hardly get their fleet enough fuel to even move. So something like this is a major endeavor. So one would think, well, this must be for, you know, high stakes, right? If the Japanese win here at this Operation Ichigo against the Chinese, you know, it should be decisive. Unfortunately and tragically, if you're looking at this from the Japanese point of view, it's not. I mean, they're really trying to create a land bridge between two areas they control, and they're trying to overrun these American air bases so that the B-29s can't hit them from China. By the time it's over, the Japanese lose another 100,000 of their soldiers. They inflict something like north of 300,000 more casualties on the Chinese for little decisive gain. This is becoming a pattern in 1944 where the apocalyptic side of this war from the Japanese perspective just picks up steam. I mean, in the same time period, the Japanese launch another attack in the Burma-India theater, which ends up going nowhere and costs them another 72,000 dead. The fighting in New Guinea has never stopped. In fact, uh, the Japanese are still inflicting casualties on Americans and Australians there. And the disease, which we really have not done justice to, is killing and, and incapacitating more Japanese, more Australians, and more Americans than the combat. Many times more casualties than the combat. The malaria, uh, the, the dysentery, the many other uh, infections and stuff that, that are taking a toll of allied and Axis soldiery is brutal. As we said, this is the theater where people starve to death and disease kills or incapacitates far more people than combat, this is not how it is on most of the other fronts. It makes the Asia-Pacific theater different. And at this time period, the New Guinea campaign, the island of death, is really living up to the hype as far as the Japanese post-war reputation of that place is concerned. And after MacArthur promises no more Bunas, because the Buna campaign was vicious, He and the Australians managed to sort of bypass most of the Japanese, cut them off from supply, and leave more than 100,000 Japanese soldiers on New Guinea starving to death and dying of disease. And then, as we said, you have the Battle of the Philippine Sea, which just ended the Great Marianas Turkey Shoot, where the Japanese lose three carriers, hundreds of planes, and barely scratch the Americans. It's a sign that the war is beginning to enter a new phase, a phase where, just like in Europe, actually, the Axis have lost the war, but they're going to continue.